listening to Partners in Change with Bree Dodd and Christian Dawson. Thanks for joining us at Partners in Change. Um, we're back from a brief hiatus, and I'm very excited about this week's guest. I think that you're going to really enjoy speaking with her. Natasha Freeman is our guest this week. We had an idea that bringing on somebody who focused on wellness um, would have a really keen sense of how the community is doing um, as far as overall, you know, uh, the wellness of our, um, uh, of our uh, Richmond. And I think that we were really right. We chose well with Natasha. She is uh, so charismatic, so insightful. Uh, her, her work is something that I think is going to inspire you. Uh, and uh, I think you're going to learn a lot about our community uh, as a result. So let's go ahead and get started. Thanks for being here. And uh, we're back from from a little hiatus with Partners in Change, back exploring uh, business and civic leaders in Richmond and the things that they're doing to move this city forward. Thank you for joining us today. I'm very excited to be here uh, with my partner, Elizabeth Klukart. Uh, who's going to be here talking to to me and our guest today. Very excited to have <laughs> Natasha Freeman from Lucid Living here with us. Hi. hi That's hi, our hi. guest. Thank you so much for joining us, Natasha. <gasps> Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. Uh, so, Natasha, I actually, uh, I have received... Uh, sound bath therapy from yeah. <laughs> from you at Lucid yeah. Living. And it was recommended to me by a friend uh, pre-pandemic. Um, as so, let's go back there. Yeah, let's go back there. Okay, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're thinking going back to to what, it, uh, to what it was like before um, things yeah. went down. Yeah, and uh, it was recommended to me because I was talking about how um, I felt as though I had to get a lot out of meditation, but it's very it's been very hard to quiet my mind. And mm. it recommended um, sound bath meditation as a way to help you get past the sort of incessant chatter that you have yeah. in the back of your mind when you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to meditate as somebody who is new to it yeah right and and one of the things that was remarkable to me was how quickly I was able to access I think what the benefits of, of meditation are I bring that up because yeah. uh, you know it's been a couple of years since I've been familiar with what it is you're doing and one of the th- reasons why it was exciting to us to potentially have you as a guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our podcast was because as we're looking at the past couple of years and how much things have changed, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking about people's wellness from a like, you know, from from a um, sort of emotional standpoint is something that I think is worthy of exploration. Absolutely. And we're thinking, you know, who, yeah. who better to look for to, to for insights than somebody who runs a practice that focuses on that sort of thing? So I, I say absolutely, and then I'm like, oh, that's is that me? Okay. So yeah, so like the general the general idea is maybe we can explore like, yeah. look, hey, like we want to know about your practice, we want to know about the things that you've been doing, how the pandemic's been for you, and, yeah. but also like maybe get to some insights soon uh, at some point about like things that you've seen that are different about Richmond Definitely. post-pandemic than pre-pandemic. Definitely. So like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to babble on for just a minute. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I grew up in the Rust Belt, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. in an area that had like 
seen some shit, right? Yeah. And, and in the late seventies, like a lot of jobs left that area, and the city. But they're no itself, stranger to hard times. No stranger to hard yeah. times. And it's like the whole city was depressed. There may be some happy people. There may be some. I'm talking about everybody (laughs) in there is depressed, but there's sort of a malaise, a general malaise around the energy of the community, right? In an environment like that, that's that's been through a lot of a lot of stuff. And um, you know, having been in Richmond now for a couple of years, I've always seen it as a place that is full of positive energy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a little interested in exploring how that energy's changed in the past couple of years, yeah. right? As yeah. somebody who like literally works with energy, right? Yeah, every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so why don't we go back? Let's we'll get there. Yes. But why don't we go back go. And, and have you tell us a little yeah. bit about your uh, about your business? What's what's Lucid Living? Where did it come from? Oh, where did it come from? Oh gosh. <laughs> so then, where you want to get real, huh? We yeah. want to get real, real. Okay. All right. Um, in short, lucid living is just a, um, is simply like a manifestation or like a, a bringing together of all the tools that I've been learning over the last so many odd years, right? Um, and so we're a holistic wellness studio. We're located, um, right on the corner of third and grace, um, right there on the corner of third and grace. Um, and it feels like, I mean, it's not just feels like it is sacred ground for me. If you know, um, one time I was actually talking to someone, um, that was from the neighborhood and they walked by and they asked me if I knew what this building used to be. And I was telling them all the things because I, you know, I own the the actual building that lucid living resides in. And so I was telling them all the things that I have learned in my, um, you know, like kind of pulling up some things. And then he told me, um, he says, young lady, um, this is your business. He asked me, I said, yeah. He said, is this, um, he said, and then, do you own the building? I say, yeah. And he said, do you know that, you know, not too long ago, we couldn't even walk on this side of the street. Mm. And he was like, we only could walk on that side of the street. So for you to own a piece of property in on this corner, in this on in on this land, is pretty special. Wow. wow. It's pretty sacred. Wow. Yeah. That's, that has nothing really to do with lucid living, but, you know, it has everything to do with lucid living, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, that's that's incredible. I yeah. Change. Yeah. So that ha- that that happened, but uh, lucid living really just came from me. Um, uh, it's it's interesting that in this is October, right? October. Yeah. Fifteen years ago, I started um, my journey into entrepreneurship, like officially. I've been like doing lots of things since I was young, like even in high school and in college at Tech, we used to throw parties and all kinds of things. Nice. Um, but 15 years ago, I started entrepreneurship. 11 years ago, I lost my shit because of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That. So that's yeah. what happened. So I lost, I really did have an, I had, I like to say I went on a sabbatical for nine months. It was nine months, <laughs> literally October, 11 years ago. And then for nine months, I was working at that time in, um, finance. Um, and I was in business for myself. I was, an, I started still an entrepreneur at that time. Um, and I was working like 80 hours a week. I was working 80 hours a week. I 
I wasn't eating right. I wasn't taking care of myself. There was no exercise happening. Um, I had no boundaries as an entrepreneur whatsoever. You can contact me any time of the day, day or night, and I would respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was going on for about four years until it literally ran me into the ground. I had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> That's how I'm like, oh, my little sabbatical. But I actually, I mean, let's call it what it is. I had a nervous breakdown. And so for nine months at that time, I was living in D.C. I had a practice of that at that time of about 35 agents in my office. Um, I had a business partner. We were running a very successful financial um, advising firm. And um, after like getting to the point that I could take no more, like actually my body said, no, shut, 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 shut down, you know? And so I turned over my book of business to my business partner at that time. He and I were also in a relationship. He and I broke up. I moved from DC. I can move back here to Richmond because I was born here. I'm an army brat, but I was born here. Mm -hmm. Um, My family lives here. Um, kind of spread from here in DC. And so um, I moved back here, was in my mom's house for nine months, nine months. And I'm telling you, I didn't come out of the house for, I can count on one hand how many times I came out the house. Wow. Yeah. And that nine months, um, I talked to my mom now and she's like, I didn't know that you were depressed. I'm like, what? Lady, what the- <laughs> so we need to learn the signs of depression. <laughs> right. You're never leaving the house. Right. Is one. Like, you wouldn't think that you're like daughter that's like all over the world traveling all the time. And now nine months, she doesn't leave the house for like, you can't count on one hand. Right. But hey, we only know what we know. And so it's all yeah. good. Right. But I'm in there. Um, and then finally, thankfully, I had the, um, the savings to be able to do that. But savings, savings started to dwindle down, right? I'm in my 20s at this time. I'm like 26. Um, and then when we get to the place, uh, I'm like, okay, I need to start working again. So I find a, a uh, someone like a financial advisor that just needed some like help with their portfolio, like manage it on the back end. So I'm not like front facing with the, to the public. I don't have to engage with, um, you know, people yeah. <laughs> basically. But using that expertise that you yeah have. that I had, and so I did. I and so it was a really funny story though how it how it goes is that because this guy that I found on Craigslist. List. Back then, that's how we find jobs, right? How, yeah. Who knows? No, that's not. Right? <laughs> you do what you could. Um, and, and so he says, I want you to interview um, with my wife. And I said, does your wife work here? And, and so he says, no, she doesn't. I'm like, so in my mind, I'm like, what? so then why would I? meet with your wife and he's like um it's down i have it's down to you and someone else um but i want her to meet and i so i'm like okay cool so i meet his wife we you know i we go through interview i end up getting the job after i get the job he tells me oh my wife is clairvoyant she just tells me which one to be i kind of whittle it down to the last two and then she tells me which one to pick and i was like oh well thanks uh-huh. i made the cut thanks but i'm like what does that mean i don't know any of these things that he's talking about right clairvoyance <laughs> yeah oh. i was like what <laughs> and so then though i started to really engage with his wife <laughs> like okay. i started to like learn some like talk to her about things i started to see her as a life she was a life coach at that time i started to see her. Um, I started to do a lot of different work, like spiritual regression therapy. We call it SRT work. I started to do a lot of EFT work with her, emotional freedom techniques, the tapping on the meridians and the body. Uh-huh. Um, we And then she was clairvoyant and she um, hypnosis and she was also um, certified in hypnotism. So she did hypnosis. Um, and so we did a lot of work together. We did a lot of healing in the like year, that couple years as I was there with that family working with them. Um, and in 
that time, one of the clients in the in the, the portfolio that he had, their wife owned a yoga studio. I had never heard of yoga. Uh, yoga. It was kind of weird because I'm from here, like Shore Pump. Like, and I was just like, yeah. some people don't get what that means, but it was just like, you know, this was only like 11 years ago. Like, how come I didn't know about yoga? Right. right? I mean, I went to Shore Pump Middle School, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then I went to Tucker before Tucker was no, you know, now. Surely you know, yoga studios around then. Absolutely, sure. there were, but I had never heard of it. So something just told me to start to like search this thing. At that time, you know, the reason why I had gotten home from DC anyways, because I was having these debilitating anxiety attacks, mm. debilitating anxiety attacks. I had really, now I understand that I have had them for like most of my life and I just didn't know what they were. Um, just think about all that cortisol just been like shooting through like all, all of my life, you know? Sure. Um, and so I decide, you know what? I've never heard of yoga, but I'm still having like, okay, I've switched all the things in my life. Like I don't have the boo anymore. I don't have the career, the job anymore, like the business anymore. I'm actually working like at a job that just pays me. I'm not working, you know, I'm not an entrepreneur at this time anymore. And it was just like, I still um, don't understand why I still can't get a grip of this thing called the breath. <laughs> and so yeah. and when I looked at, um, read about yoga, it says, okay, it's a union between the breath and the body. And I said, hey, well, let's give this thing a shot. I have nothing else to lose. And mm. so I go to my first yoga class. My first yoga class I go to, it was a free community class. And I said, well, I won't lose, you know, I won't lose out on anything. I go to the yoga class. It was at Yoga Source. I like to give them a shout out, right? Nice. It was at Yoga Source. And I go to this free class and the teacher, she looks like she's like eight months pregnant, like, and she's about to have her baby at any time, but she's doing a standing split in the, in the front of the class. And I'm like, look, if she can do that, I can do this. So let's go. Right. Nice. <laughs> at the end of the class, I actually learned that she was pregnant with twins. That's why she looked, <laughs> she was so prominent, right? She was so prominent. But, um, from that date on, literally, I feel like that yoga it was the thing that saved my life. Wow. It really did save my life because even though I had kind of released all of the, or I had kind of cleared out all of the things and the chaos, the things that I thought was causing all of my disruption in my, in my psyche, the disruption in my nervous system, right? And my emotional being, it actually was that I just didn't understand how to connect the breath, like how to utilize the breath. It's like the most beautiful free tool that we have, <laughs> right? On wow. this earth until we're no longer on this earth. So it is the most beautiful tool that we have. And that's what yoga taught me. It taught me how to connect back to my breath. And from that place, I stepped into my passion, my calling in life. And from and in, from that moment on, it took me down a rabbit hole of healing. <laughs> wow. So I feel like, you know, we say, don't go down the rabbit hole, but like this has been a fun one. <laughs> sure. And along that way, Every single service that we offer in the studio um, are, are, are services that I provide, right? That I have, and they're tools that I have learned over the years. And so we, um, so then we get to the place. Now I'm like doing all these things. I'm learning all these tools. I'm like now pretty, pretty obsessed with kind of like collecting like my, these tools in my toolbox. And then I look up one day and I'm like, why am I doing this actually? You know, why do I need all these tools? And I really only, you know, we always kind of, we just pull from like use a couple of them, even though we have a whole toolbox, but I'm wondering why. And then when I get to the place, um, 
I finally, it finally kind of clicks that it's like, gosh, the two things that I love in business are business and now the spiritual world or this connection to self, this like um, self-exploration to self-actualization, right? And I'm in love That's with a great that. great phrase right there. Self, yeah. say that again. Oh, you know, I never can repeat myself. Uh, oh my gosh. It's just a self-exploration to self-actualization. Um, self self-exploration to self-actualization. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you, but I wanted no, to. No, yeah, that's, that's awesome. what it self- is. Yes. Like I love that and I love the business world. So how do you bring these two things together? They make no sense. They make no sense. And so I was, um, so I started just kind of working as um, Curly Curvy Yogini was actually Lucid Living's first iteration, like uh, like 10 years ago. And so I started working as Curly Curvy Uni- Yogini because at that time I um, had really big curly hair, huge like Afro curly hair. Um, and then I am curvy and I'm on a yogini. A yogini is just a, a girl that practices yoga, right? And so that's what I went by. And it was such a beautiful time in my life of meeting and um and like meeting new folks and learn and just kind of going into different places to tap in and to like share yoga to folks that had otherwise not heard of it just like me um and so i was like really like i'm in business for myself but i'm like out there i am making sure that everything that they say they need a yoga teacher i'm doing it and this is how i met everyone you know uh, on top of already like being from here and really having some real um roots here right and so that's how i i met a lot of folks and so i started to have a um little 200 square foot space over in Carytown, right across from yoga source it's like little massage suites they have i rented one i started seeing clients there for years and years and years just in like my my individual practice and then one day people don't believe me and that's okay but one day very clearly a voice was like basically this is the way i like girl this is not what you were put here for it's cool and all but really i offered you all these tools to learn so that you could not just do them for yourself, but that you, so that you can create a platform for others to share their gifts and abilities with the world. Whoa. And so I was like, okay, well then what do I do? And then just so happened in that moment, um, I had a friend that was in real estate. My first job out of college was in real estate. Um, It's another, like my third passion. I have lots of them. But if I had to say my top three, it would be like spiritual world, business, and real estate. And so, and that's a wild story how I got into real estate, (laughs) like in college. Um, but I had a I had someone that I knew that was in real estate, and I told them I was looking for to rent a space, and they said, and then we were started to look for a space. We couldn't really find a space. They said, why don't you buy a space? I said, I, I can't buy a space. I don't have the money to buy my a space. But let me ask my dad. And so then I talked to my dad, and he was gratefully at a place that wanted he wanted to build legacy. He was he's at that place in life. He's yeah. really focused on building legacy. Thankfully for me, right? I'm so grateful for that because then we went into business and we purchased that building and we renovated it. Um, it took about a year. So we bought it in 27 in 2007. And then 2008, we opened um, in March of 2008. Yeah. At, on the corner of third and grace. Oh. So that was like a long story, but that, yeah. I mean, but you know, it's, it's taken a lot to get here. It's taken a lot of my own personal um, exploration of self to get sure. here. Yeah. To get to that place. Yeah. So, so at that point it's 2008 yeah. and you've opened now yeah. what it's now, what is lucid living? 
Now what is Lucid Living? And and you've and you've built the platform where not only you yeah. but others can others can share. Can share and practice in the thing in the tools that you have learned. Yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing. We talk about how like a business should have a, a, a why, yeah. right? It sounds like you've got like you got a why handed to you big time yeah. there. Like and you're reminded of it every day. Yeah. I'm remind mar- reminded of my why every day that I work because the people that come in are the people that like at some point along my continuum, they are me, you know, I, so that's why I can completely hold the space for them because yeah. I can relate. That's why once you come in, even just for sound or you just see me, like I can relate to the people that are sitting out in front of me because I have been in all places in life, all the places, all the highs and all the, you know, and lots of lows. I don't want to say most, a lot of all the lows, but I've been to lots. I've been to lots of them. And the folks that come through the door, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're, you're helping, you're helping people in Richmond yeah. do the work, you yeah. know, and grow yeah. and, and use the tools that you have, have, yeah. um, have learned how to use to help, to help them in their own, yeah. um, uh, self-exploration on the way to actualization. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's, a, let, let's talk about the, the 11 years yeah. leading up to like 2019. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. The, the period of like opening your doors until like the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of people in Richmond helped by the, by the, by the platform that you've built. Surely. I like to think so. Right. I'm like, for sometimes it all, it feels like loading when you say yes, but I'm like, absolutely. You know, if it, you know, so I have to get, I'm, I'm working on that to be able to stand in my own power, right? That's the work for me is to continue to stand in my own power because when I stand in my power, then I can help to bring um, and shed light for others. And right? possibly bring that voice that you were talking about that like came to you being able to provide that to other people. Look at me learning lessons right here, right now. I'm like, let me just stand <laughs> in my power. Like, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I looked online and just um, because I was filling out some grant um, like a grant application recently. And, um, I just was like, how many folks have I seen in the last, you know, and, and oh, I mean, goodness. we're going over the thousands and it's just like, okay, so you know what, now that coupled with this new place I, I am in motherhood, I'm like, you know what, it gives me now, uh, just so much more sense of urgency. Like, you know what, actually I I'm doing something. What? I didn't intend to really. It was just like, I'm just kind of going where I'm guided. And I'm like, oh, this is my calling. Like, oh, you want me to stand up in the, you want me to lead. I have always been a leader, but you want me to lead in this way. Like you, and and there's some bigger things that you want me to do. And now I'm actually at the place that I'm like, you know what? I'm actually ready to do those things. You know, each baby steps, it takes time. (laughs) It takes time. Especially when you're a new mother. At, yes. at home dealing with that. Yeah. Well, I think I we need to get to that in, yeah. in just a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm eager to hear that and what's next. Yeah. Um, let's, if it's, I think it might be mm-hmm. wise to start to hit that by talking about like the pandemic period. Yeah. And, yeah. and what it was like to transition from being a business where you're out there helping the community yeah. where you're you've got all those people that rely upon you to mm-hmm. help them with their continued growth and things yeah. like that and to, very much in person absolutely very absolutely much in person. yeah um well first like from 20 like 2008 until 2020 we were rocking and rolling 
in the studio. We were, um, we had a really full staff of practitioners. I had a full staff of like my executive team and the team that was like the support staff, mm-hmm. um, serving lots of clients in the community every single day. Um, and not just individually, but also in group settings. And then not just in the studio, but actually going out in the community when we have like companies that will bring us in to to do like sound meditations on a, That's you great. know, on a wide scale and those things. So this is what we were doing. Me personally, my life was wild. <laughs> my life was wild, but, but the business was, was, um, was really rocking and rolling. And then the, the pandemic hit, right. And I, I looked online and this is where I said in January, you came into the studio, Christian, like you came in yep. January for sound meditation. Um, and then literally in March, so it's like two months later, this, you know, we're mandated to close with the brick and mortar and we're personal services. So we're mandated to close. So the studio was actually closed last year from March until June. Mm-hmm. Um, we could come back a little bit earlier, but then what happened in March, I, I got, I, I became pregnant. And so I found out I was pregnant. Um, and so, Honestly, it was a it was a lot for me to handle. It was overwhelming because I have an overwhelming um, need and feeling that I that this is now my time to serve. I'm a um, a, a business consultant by nature, right? Uh-huh. Like I, in my background, and so I know how to pivot. <laughs> like <laughs> this is my work. This is like oh, this is time to shine, right? For me, so that's why I'm like I'm so torn because I'm like I know how to pivot, lose the living very easily and quickly to you know to an online platform, and then at the same time though I'm dealing, I'm nauseous like every day, all day, right? You know, I'm having morning sickness, but all day, and that literally went through the entire first um, trimester. So honestly, it was like a, I felt like at the same time, as much as I knew how to pivot, it was like, for me, of course, the world, it was telling us that we needed to rest. Like that's what mother, that's what mother earth said. Okay. It said, world, y'all need to chill out all the people in it, or y'all about to get like, you kind of like, don't like, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm. Like, Cause that's what's about to happen. That's what, that's how if I had to <laughs> sum up COVID. So it yeah. sounds like it had to doubly say that to you. So it did. Oh, no, so no, it no, like really set me down. Relax. I'm just like, no, but I want to do that. And I couldn't. So honestly, it was pretty, it was a struggle for me. It was a struggle. And then we go into the summer and there's the, you know, just all of the, so, just the, the injustice. I mean, that's always happening, but then it's mm-hmm. just highlighted and, and it's happening also like in the city, like, come, like down the, sh- down the same street where my building is and at that time yeah. I lived upstairs from in the studio oh, wow. yeah I lived upstairs so it's like it's happening um you know we're experiencing I'm calling getting calls hey you know there's a fire outside your building you know it's maybe us, you know and we're out here we're trying to help and contain it but you should get down here you know these are the calls that I'm getting and I'm also in my first trimester of pregnancy and so we you know it was it was wild it was wild, but I also at the same time I'm I'm really grateful. I'm grateful that I had I I was able to just like rest, if that makes sense, because I couldn't go to work really. I mean, I tried to do some sound online and those were successful, wildly successful, because of course, what, what do people need? They need yes, the they things do. that we offer at that time. And and so they're wildly successful when we go online and I do, you know, a group sound meditation, but I just can't even stay awake to do them. So it just had to, I had to make a decision to choose myself, you know, and to choose and to choose to choose baby. Sure. And it was a challenge, but that is my work, right? That is the work. That's everyone's work, how to choose self, even a mix, a month at all, you know? 
No, no doubt. And I, I know that uh, uh, rest is relative when you have a small child at home. Yeah. You don't always rest at all. Yeah, yeah. I make sure. Cause yeah. I, cause it's serious for me. It's super yeah. duper serious. So I like orchid. That's why I orchestrate my life. <laughs> like I, like as much as I'm able to, you know, like I always said, like, if I could be the, if I could um, create the blueprint for my, for the things, then I, then like when things happen or like when I, um like when I do finally be a mother, cause I've always wanted to be one, you know, I've always wanted to be a mother. And then, you know, I guess it took me to 38 to do that. And that's dope. I think it allowed me to do a lot of other things first. Um, And I have so many friends that have babies, like have babies even now, 45, 46, 47 now that we've worked even in the the studio to help. Um, My mind just went blank. Oh, no, no, no no problem. (laughs) I was, we were just talking, we were talking about, uh, um, uh, I I was focusing on the rest part where you're like, the the world is making you rest. And you're, you were saying even during motherhood. Absolutely. I have to. Intentional about rest is important that's how this work is who's focused on wellness <laughs> that's an important lesson for us all to listen yeah. to you yeah and making in rest rest be intentional because it's already a trauma to the body it's already a trauma to the body and i knew that like me as a like practicing clinical herbalist right and yeah. mean that and knowing that as a birth worker yeah. um like me already knowing that i still couldn't prepare for it and so when it happened you have to rest and i think honestly yeah. even just when it comes to postpartum most women don't have don't take that opportunity to do so so i want to be like i want to create a new standard like really you know that's my work just in the i feel like i was in the, in the world is to create a new standard of care and, and let me exemplify it right and we're we're also not in a place where that is highlighted or valued no. or you know created yeah. by the system in not any way not at so all carving out space to be able to do that yeah. and help educate people on that yeah. is it's beautiful and important work you were talking about in your first entrepreneurial role, not having boundaries. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, an aspect of that is making sure that you are in your in your new practice, having focused on wellness yeah. to carve out those boundaries and use and, and be an example for others who need to be doing the same thing. I have to walk my talk. I believe that. And I believe that the practitioners that work in the studio have to walk this talk. Like if this is the the things that if this is what we're selling, we got to be we got we got to be on it. And and so but we're not even it's not about selling it, but seriously, we have to live the way that we say that we are that that we are. And this is really how I live. It's how my pra- practitioners live. And also it's how even like my staff live and we hold each other accountable. And so um, yeah, changing, I feel like changing the standard of care though, it definitely does start with me. And so, um, I also will be remiss if I don't mention that it, um, I also am very hyper aware that it is, um, I am privileged to be able to, um, to be able to, to, to create that life, to be able to carve out the space that I need. I understand that that's part of the work too. Yep. It's like how we we have to understand that we got to understand that I am privileged, even in my being a black female. Right. There is still privilege there. I went to a PWI, we call them a predominantly white institution because I'm in. A, <laughs> so, you know, and then we have like our HBCUs, which are historically black colleges and universities. But mm-hmm. I went to a PWI. Um, and so that d- definitely offers me a different experience. I'm from Richmond, but I um, have lived all over the world. My father, my father was in the army. So, um, again, I've lived in. A, I definitely can acknowledge my privilege. But even with all of that. 
<laughs> right? There's still things. And that's really honestly with everyone. And I think that if we could actually recognize that, yeah. um, that there's actually more oneness than there is, you know, apartness that's <laughs> and so separateness. True. Oh, yeah. During that period where you thankfully got the opportunity to uh, to rest, to regroup, you know, to, yeah. to, to take the the lessons that the universe was giving you to just you use it as an opportunity to focus on your motherhood mm-hmm. and focus on the rest. And, um, you know, it, 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 I'm sure that there were aspects of that that were tough because there were lots of people out there in the world that did need that sort of thing. As somebody who yeah. did fall in love with your uh, sound bath meditations. Yeah. I have a friend who was learning, who is learning how to do sound bath meditations. And I twisted his arm to come do a sound bath meditation for us in the Carolina Bird Park one, one yeah. weekend. Oh, awesome. Uh, so uh, my friend, shout out to Jim Morgan. Yeah. Oh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes, Jim. And he did a great sound bath meditation for us for yeah. free out in the Cal- Carolina one, uh, one yes. weekend. It was amazing. Yeah, but yeah. We, we, we needed that. We needed those touch points yeah. and those abilities to go yeah. out there and, and do something uh, communal and connected, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. I mean, if, I, if I'm real, I felt like a failure. <laughs> like the work that I do yeah. is this is what's necessary. Like if I'm, you know, and I'm not physically able to. So I'm being sat down. What it felt like, you know, yeah. I felt like I'm being I'm, ma- I'm being made to rest. Um, and that was necessary and needed. And I understood and I understand why now. But at the same time, remember, again, it's not like I've been, you know, I'm having a, a my first child at 38. So for remember the fir- the 15 years, I'm an entrepreneur, yeah. you know, like um, and all my life I've been a giver. And so and the, I've always this has been my work anyway. And so I wasn't able to help when I felt people were calling on me, not calling the studio. They were um, uh, an overwhelming amount of emails. Sure. Um, messages on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, everywhere you can message us, messages were coming in and I couldn't answer. Well, I'm, because it's a period where everybody's looking for that, for, for yeah. that sort of thing, because they, they need that. I get that. And it feels like, I'm sure it feels a little bit like a yeah. star quarterback needing to sit out the playoff game. You know, you're like, you I, need, wanna, I should be in there, right? You just want to fight the world. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm going through this beautiful, glorious experience in my personal life. It's always this juxtaposition for me, but I'm used yeah. to it. I'm like, a, I'm, Gemini, I'm a Gemini. So I'm used to that. Yeah. So how about, how about, I guess what we'll call, is, is this post-pandemic? I mean, it, is this I, a post-pandemic I think we're, world? we're shifting into a new normal, right? Like there is yeah. reopening, um, yeah, we're definitely not post-pandemic. Mm, we won't be that for, a, for yeah. a, like, I only we won't even be able to say that, like, for, a, a, I think, a couple of years. Yeah. But I think that we definitely are, like, in a new normal. And I think where I was able to come to a place of, again, I'm an introvert by nature. It This made me sit down and introvert, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, in a different way, though. And then I was able to really come to a place of understanding. Of course, you know, the journey into self is not always unicorns, glitter and, and rainbow. Um, it's definitely sometimes feels like when we were flowing into the pit of hell, like, oh, wait, where mm. are we going? Wait, do I want to go there? Like, no, I feel like I might not be able to come back. And so um, that's where that's the teetering place. And so um, but I um, frequent there. <laughs> and so I was able to come back and really feel grounded and just 
just being able to like do what I can do. But it took a lot. It took a lot of, again, that, that's what meditation, that's what the practice is for. Yeah. See, the practice is not for like the everyday. The practice is for like when the, the, the big when things happen, yeah. when you need it. And but see, but what happens is we think, oh, I'm going to meditate when it, I need it. But that's not the work. The work is actually doing it every day consistently, even for just five minutes. If you just do it like every day consistently for five minutes. And then when the big thing hits, you're like, "Mm -mm, I'm not shaking. I'm not shaking because my roots are grounded. I'm really rooted, you know, and they're really, really, really um, sprawled out deep into Mother Earth. So I'm not shaking. You know, I'm not shaking at all, even though it's chaos going on around me gotten a little better since last January. But, yeah, uh, we have. Still I still need to not a lot of, I, I personally need a lot of more practice in quieting the mind. It's, a, it's a lifelong practice, yeah. <laughs> right? It's a lifelong practice. I mean, I do this work every day. So I do my work every day. I can yeah. say that. And still, I'm like, okay. It's an active choice. Yeah. But I still got knocked off. <laughs> like, no, I totally got, you know, thrown off. So are you back to seeing clients. Now. Yeah. So when we opened it back in June, um, I started seeing clients before I had baby. I had Zanaya, my daughter. Um, we call her uh, baby Zen. I had oh. her in December. Um, and so I came back, honestly, it was l- shorter. I came back earlier than I wanted to. I came back in like February, but that was because the studio needed it. I mean, it's still a small business, whether I own the building or not, it's still a small business yeah. that we're working in. And we were struggling. We were definitely struggling to keep the lights on. Um, still are, if I'm going to be, you know, if we we're going to be honest. But honest, but the struggle, I think struggle was, you know, struggle was a thing. But then also being rooted and grounded and knowing that you're like kept and you're supported is also a thing. Yeah. And I think they can coexist. Mm-hmm. It's like, which one are you going to put more energy into? I definitely choose to put more energy into knowing that I'm rooted, and I'm grounded and I'm kept. Um, but at the same time, it's not without struggle. So we have been open. It's been a challenge to get folks to come back. Yeah. You know, we, that's a thing. We know that's a thing. It's a challenge to get, um, folks to work in the space. Honestly, I also then, because I have baby in the home now, and also my, my, um, 64 year old mother has been in my home. You know, I also am very intentional about how I engage with folks. Um, and so safety is a huge priority. So it means yeah. it limits what we can do. Makes sense. Yeah. When when you're looking at hesitancy to come back uh, into a space and engage like that, is yeah. it is it safety related or you know are, have we become a little bit more reclusive now? Mm, we ha- I think it's both. Yeah. For me, I'm a germaphobe, like pre COVID. Always. So, so COVID, like, you know, kind of like put some like light on like, oh, people aren't as clean as they thought they were, you know, because and so I'm like, we see who's not actually washing their hands. Right. Because in our studio now, everyone, regardless of whether you're vaxxed or not, you still wear your mask. You still wash hands um, when we come in. For me, that helps drastically to, to just to, to reduce the spread of germs is washing hands right it's a simple thing but i mean we were serious we did contact tracing um we did contact tracing and and thankfully not only we never you know had any issues in the studio but it is part of that and i do believe though also folks are a little bit hesitant or reluctant it's or like it's kind of like that um shell shock of a thing you know more like shell shock of coming back in but honestly i don't feel that so much i think people again even it was it was interesting to me that even last year at the height of the pandemic um 
we were getting lots of emails and calls from people if we could, if, you know, to, to be seen. And I'm like, I can't even legally be open. Like I'm yeah. not, the studio is shut down. And so there were times out of my like unconscious and, you know, out of conscious and conscious during that first trimester that I would jump on the phone and say, Hey, let's just do a zoom call so I can try to talk to you. But also at the same time, you know, maybe the energies that they got going on were energies that I needed to be like connecting with at that time. So I had to even kind of see, you know, like put a, a halt to that too. Oh Yeah. That's really, really interesting. I'm sure that there were plenty of people, I mean, that, I mean, they, there were a lot of very hurt and scared people who needed to find some way to connect to their yeah. own continued. And having that guidance from somebody in your space, I'm sure it was something that was really. And so again, the juxtaposition of that is that like all these people are reaching out to me and then my own mother is having her issues. Yeah. Um, to the point that we, she was hospitalized two times. Yeah, this year, and so that's why she's been living with me. But she's doing well. Um, so this mental distress thing is a real thing. Yeah. It's a real thing that we need to that. We, if you don't address it, it will address. Like it'll address you. It'll come. It'll come to you. If you don't take care of it, it will take care of you. And I think it's really interesting to, to for you to be able to talk about those lessons in your own life yeah. that you then carry on to your help of other people dealing with similar issues. I mean, you know, it's different now to be like, I'm not a caregiver because my mother's very um, capable of herself, but like to have her even in my house household and um, experience her, would she's going, you know, her journey with her. Um, it even shed new light on with me and I'm, work with folks all day, every day in this space and the yep. mental, well, you know, my focus is mental wellness, yep. you know, it's, it's mental wellness and how do we get to a place or how do we move into a place every day such that um, we can circumvent those, those, um, those incidents from happening. And then the thing that I work with every day then happens in my family again, right? And it's just, it's, 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 this, it's this wild, funny thing, but it's actually really not wild. Actually, I think it's really intentional because it's the lessons in it that are so, have been so beautiful for me, but it has allowed me to just expand even my understanding of mental, of what it means to, of like to, for mental illness, this word, this word, um, mental distress, um, just like the, the, the issues that we have with the mind, that monkey brain, you know, the, where it can take us and where it can lead us if we don't take hold of it. And I was able to see it like firsthand, like that's like the closest that it could possibly be to me outside of myself, right? right. Is my mom, that's my role dog, you know? And so now all that does though, all that does for me is like, okay, Natasha, like, like I said, along that I have Zanaya now, right. And I have, uh, and I, and then I've experienced that. It's like, yeah, it's time to take, you know, looser living like 5.0, not even, we, we got to skip ahead. Like it's time. And here we go. Great. So let's talk about yeah. that. What, what, what are your visions for where it is you're going next? Gosh, you know, so right, you know, Lucid Living um, is really, we've been focused on individual healing services. We've been doing group classes um, and we've started to do some trainings. We've started to do some trainings. Um, we did our first, we have been doing sound trainings, for an example, for um, since 2018 when we first opened, but I wasn't like actually leading them. I was hosting friends that were sound um, teachers and they would come in. Um, and so I 
I actually ho- um, led my first one earlier this year. We're going to continue on with them because it was really beautifully received. Um, lots of, you know, for me, it felt really clunky. I mean, but and then the things that they even write to me now, I had someone just read that wrote something the other day. And it's just like how this changed their life. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm a perfectionist and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> that it's just like, what? I felt horrible and it was clunky and all these kind of things. But the, to have this like huge paragraph that she writes of like what it has done in her life and in her practice, it's just like, okay, this is the, this is the work. And so in 2020, I really want to create like a school of sorts, kind of like a squad, like a Hogwarts school. Like I love school of magic, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> but like, um, so again, to help really change the standard of care like that's the work like the standard of care to understand that i am definitely a person and i'm not like um against medication and taking Mm -hmm. things if you need to if you need to you do Mm -hmm. if you do you do that i am absolutely a proponent of a therapist i have multiple (laughs) and have all my life (laughs) right my mom thank you mom for that right (laughs) thank you mom for that um, but then there's other pieces, you know, it's interesting that folks that are coming in and, and, and like sending emails about trainings are not necessarily like folks in the community these days. Like, or, I mean, they're in the community, but not folks like just, um, that are like the, the folks that are just like the layman person wanted to learn the thing. They're therapists, they're psychologists, mm-hmm. they're nurses, they're really? doctors. Wow. Yeah. These are the people now that want to coming and asking me, Hey, when's your next Reiki training? When's your next sound healing training? Yeah. So that shift to more holistic is happening. It's happening. So that's why I feel, y'all, that it has to. Now, where's the standard of care going to be in this space? (laughs) Right. Where is our standard of care going to be? And so that's where I feel my small mark that I can make. Right. At least let me know that if I can create this school, not just, you know, yeah, we've been doing so. We've had some wildly successful like sound trainings and things. But and, and also we've done Reiki trainings in the past. But how can I create like an intentional school? Like, you know, this is the place to go that you can get sound training that uh, that sound training so that you know that you can safely move a person, you know, from where they are to where they want to be. Also be able to safely hold the space and also be in the, in the scope of your practice. And so that is what I want to bring some um, like standard to this wellness industry. Yeah. That's incredible. And I think yeah. that that's something that can really help uh, move Richmond and the people. Yeah. you know, forward and the work that, that we as a, as a, you know, collective group need to do to yeah. make sure that we've got good, yeah. strong wellness as yeah. a community. I'd yeah. love, I'd love to spend, uh, to circle back to sort of what yeah. I came, uh, um, I, I sort of hit us with at the beginning, yeah. which was sort of the, um, sort of emotional state yeah. of the Richmond community. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I, I talked about growing up in a community that I felt just had a general malaise. Right. And I feel like in general, Richmond has, at least since I came back a couple of years ago, has had a very, you know, sort of positive energy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now that you're back working with people, now that you're building yeah. mm-hmm. uh, again yeah. in this community and you're, you're um, even if, there are people that are hesitant to come back, the people that you are working yeah. with. Do you feel like there's a difference in the energy in the community and the people that you're seeing than there I was do. before? 
Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I think I share this, but I think what's really cool about lucid living, and this was the intention, but it wasn't done intentionally, if that makes sense. Um, It just happened organically is that I don't know many places that you can go and you can see every single walk of life. I'm talking about what what are our, our markers, age, race, ethnicity, ability, um, gender, sex, pronouns, all the things. I love it. And so it's it also interesting to be able to see the pockets and like the groups, right? There's and there's like certain trends that are that when folks are coming in now. Um, like for an example, and this is gonna be very broad, just and this is just me, in my own personal experience of folks coming into the studio, I feel a lot of the energy from um men, the the a lot of energy from men um is that they just want to help. Like they want to be able to be free and rid of all the male misogyny so they can continue on and just be happy in life. And that's dope. (laughs) Right. And they just, and that's dope. Um, I would say the crew, the crew that was already coming to the studios, you know, because we have memberships and there's some folks that honestly have been coming to the studio brick and mortar wise since 2018, but even have been seeing me as a client way before then, those folks and the folks that had started in the studio, those folks continue still to come and they're in it. They have a different energy. Their energy is like, girl, okay. Oh gosh, we're grounded. But this, this is a hell of a ride. (laughs) Like it's wild out here. It's wild in these streets, but we're excited. We're excited about life. I think that is a, that's really like, an intentional place to be like that's a a choice you know that's a play but it's because i know that those people have been doing the work because i can actually see it like i can go back online and look in in the in our log and see you know (laughs) like they've been they've been doing the work you've literally got the receipts yes i actually can see they have been doing the work yeah and what it does is that those folks that there are generally more they're like you know what okay yeah all of this just actually allowed us outside of experiencing any trauma for um like any loss or any grief um from loss during this time of course because it's taken so many lives covid right i mean covid related um uh loss but outside of that, they feel like tremendously optimistic. They were able to rest. They were able to like, okay, like f- put a pause on something when normally they aren't able to put a pause on something during this time. So it's actually helped them a lot. Um, I would say that for the um, the crew that comes into the studio that are um, a little younger, they are a little bit more... Um, they feel very resilient <laughs> and they're definitely very resilient. Um, whereas like the, the folks that are like a little wiser <laughs> in age, they feel um, a little more frazzled. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, just overall, these are just, and this is just my experience from in the studio, but we do see a lot of people, you know, right. that come through the doors. But they're all coming to you. Yeah. Which is great. 
like and they're they co- searching for absolutely yeah well, you know we still are in the place though because because the pandemic really isn't over um we have we've we've shifted um sound meditations online i will say i make it sound like all oh, kind of doom and gloom and i was such in this like dark place when i was in you know over the pandemic but i also have been do- i was able to do some really dope things like i have been contacted by yelp so in that time of actually being awake and conscious we did you know we did do a sound meditation for um, of like 400 folks like on um, online, you know, so we were able to do some pivoting. And so we'll just, are we continuing to do that pivot? Um, so that, and really, and the, uh, the in-person is my favorite. It's my jam is because it's just how I personally connect. I am the clairvoyant, the clairsentient, the clairvescent person. That is me, right? I have stepped in and really have been able to hone and work on those gifts over the years since that, that, my boss's <laughs> wife, right? Sorry, <laughs> right back in the yeah. Completely she was like brilliant. one of my first yeah. teachers in in that space, right? Um of course my mind is in play. This is what happens when you have baby. <laughs> it's no, it's great. <laughs> but, no, we, being able yeah, because to... I was gonna tell you something that was good too. What was it? <laughs> what were we talking, talking about? Talking about Yelp and talking about Oh doing yeah, the so that we were yeah, we were able to do some things, but I think that we're switching. Um, in person is awesome. It's the way that I personally work, but I also recognize that other folks can do other things. It's just the way that I choose and I have the privilege to choose to work. But at the same time, we've done lots of things. We, we, we're switching more things online, like more. Um, sometimes it could just be I've been popping up and just doing some lives and just doing some little five minute sound. Let's do let's let's do like a little five minute like wind down Wednesday nice. from the day. Or let's just talk about like, hey, what are some things you're going to do over the weekend to like why to unwind? Minds. Like just even these kind of conversations, we want to do more of this and more of like an intentional way. Like so be able to actually create some courses and some things online. So we've been really working on that stuff too. That's incredible. Yeah. Um and part of that, like just going live, I saw you come on live yeah. yesterday afternoon, yeah. and then we ended yeah. up at the same sound bath. Isn't James. that wild? Yeah. Look how look that's some Sarah that's some like some intentional stuff yeah. right there. Yeah. That was fun. Say, um, we went to paddleboarding last night, but it was, I have never paddleboarded in my life. So I was freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you. I was like, oh, I want to be back here. But now the sound, I'm no, you know, I'm no stranger to. And Shayna, um, Shayna is, uh, had done, has done training. She's like, did her training in the studio and, um, is always like an ambassador of the studio and such a supporter of the studio. So I was like, girl, I'm going to come out and support you. And of course, she didn't tell me all the other things that we had to like. I, I wasn't really thinking that we had to like make it out on the water ah. to actually be out there. Yeah. <laughs> so we did. And Big it was surprise. awesome. Yeah. But even things like that. That's what I love about the work that that we do in the studio, too, though, is that, um, you know, again, this is why it couldn't have just been me. It had to have been that platform. Like it was yeah. a platform for uh, for me to create because, you know, that is I love that part. I love the business and creating the business model and the structure and the infrastructure um, especially because a lot of times when we are creatives, we don't like to focus on the technical stuff, you know, or on the business stuff. You want to like kind of just hone in on your craft. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what's dope is that I can do both, but then also it offers in the, that platform. And I've, I've just seen Shayna over the years just really go out and explore her craft. Like, and to really go out and open up some new possibilities for even for new folks to be able to connect with sound in a way that I would never do. 
Like I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like I would, uh-huh. I mean, like, you know, if you were to come to me, but only because I'm like a purist when it comes to the sound, but that's what I love about the work is, and that's what I love about like actually creating a school is because then you can yeah. have folks that is like, okay, maybe there's this, there's a network of folks that I touch, right. And I can connect with and engage with and help. But then there's also because of these folks that we train in the studio and we create this, like this habitual, like school of training that we have more folks that we're able to touch more communities that we're able to touch. Like and not just our out into the community. I talk about it all the time. Time and sound. That's what's so beautiful about sound. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, well, it is exciting what it is you're doing to help take care of this community. The platform that you have built, shifting into this role of being able to create those amplifying effects, is super exciting. Uh, I have one more question before okay. we get to you know telling people how yeah. to get a hold of uh you and and to to connect yeah. with what it is you're doing let's do it and it's it's kind of a it's, it's kind of a strange question we ask everybody Uh-oh. oh god uh, dang i didn't hear the end of their interviews okay <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh you've died multiple times and oh great <laughs> Love it. Sorry. Love it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what an answer. I love that. <laughs> You've been given the opportunity to haunt anywhere you want in Richmond. Oh. Where would that be? To hunt? To haunt. Oh, haunt. to hunt. Oh you my can, gosh. Your spirit love... can haunt anywhere you want in Richmond. Where would it be? Anywhere in Richmond? And we're currently in like spooky season. So I, I like love this it. Especially hard. Oh, gosh. What would that be? That's a hard question. I mean, like the obvious one would be like the studio because it was like, you know, since we, we that's going to be in the family and it's like, I can always be like, hey, you're not doing a thing right. You know, <laughs> right. don't do that. Like, <laughs> hold the space better. But really, I'm like, I don't know. We could like the river, like the river. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Especially after having having that. That's what I'm saying. The river would be fun because that would just get the shit out of me. Like (laughs) I probably would have fell in the water then. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Um, It has been such a pleasure to learn from you, and thank you for sharing your your time with us. If people want to explore the the work that you're doing, either as as somebody who wants to come and take a a class with you or learn how to uh, engage in one of your teacher practices, where do they find out information? Yeah, Um, so we are um, at lucidlivingrva.com. Um, you can find us on all the socials <laughs> at um, Lucid Living RVA. Um, and then for me personally, you can find me um, at uh, Just Natasha Free. Yeah. Just Natasha Free. Yeah. That's changed over time. But now we're at Just Natasha Free. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode of Partners in Change. A big shout out to our friends at Common House for providing us a space to bring this podcast to life, to Sonny Washburn for the killer music, and to Adam Clark for the red cover. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time, Richmond. This podcast has been brought to you by OpenEye. They are your partners in change.